0: Hi there, and welcome back to the Rashcast season preview edition. I'm Jake. And I'm John. And get ready to hear
1: some baseball previewing. So, yeah, so we got a big show today. We're going to do a Nationals preview, then just a more you know, general baseball preview. Uh, lots of things to cover. A lot of Nats news this past week um, with the roster announcement. Uh, most notably, that uh, Carter Keeboom, I always called him Spencer. Carter Keeboom will not be starting the season with the Nationals. He'll be starting in Triple A Rochester.
0: Well, actually, uh, he will be starting it at the alternate side at Fredericksburg because yeah. the Triple A season doesn't start till May. But the point is, yep. he won't be on the Nats.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, I think, listen, if you, people who have listened to this podcast know that we're not the biggest Carter Keeboom fans, I will still say I'm surprised he didn't make the roster, considering the fact that this was the only plan going forward into the season. Was that like Carter Kibum was gonna be our opening day third baseman? You know, you didn't plan for a backup plan clearly because Josh Harrison, and Hernan Perez are gonna be your your top choices now. So, yeah, I mean this is this surprised me. I don't know about you.
0: It was certainly surprising. It it looked inevitable from Wednesday when the Nats decided to play Starlin Castro at third base. Davy Martinez downplayed it. He said, "Oh no, this doesn't mean anything." But then he proceeded to explain why it meant the thing that everyone thought it meant. Uh, I paid a lot of attention this spring uh, for reasons unknown. Uh, And I paid as much attention as you can, given that there were only a couple of Nats games that were on television. But from the, the the limited sample that I saw, and obviously from the larger sample that the Nats saw, he boom looked very not ready for a full time position. Uh, yeah. Granted, I mean, granted, it's, it's not very many at bats. It's fifty at bats in you know very low leverage situations. It doesn't. It's not really reflective, but it's of a piece with everything he's done in the major leagues so
1: far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah. I mean, he's never. You said this yesterday about the definition of a quad A guy, a guy who could rake in AAA but can't hit for a lick in the pros. I mean, that's kind of what Kibum's been since he's been in the majors. I mean, since his, in his major league career. You know, 390, what he had, 980 OPS in AAA his last season in 2019. And then, you know, nothing to show for it in the majors.
0: As I said before, he's 23 years old. He's still young. He's, he's very young. The sample size we're talking about at the major league level and in spring training is, all told, fewer than 250 plate appearances. It's not a lot. At the same time, it's not really an indictment of keyboom, although you know Key boom certainly could have grabbed that roster spot. It's an indictment of the Nats' plans behind Keeboom. The Nats, the last two years, have gone into the season with Keeboom sort of anointed heir apparent to Anthony Rendon. And there are a couple of reasons they did that. Uh, the, the first and foremost one being, they wanted to allocate financial resources elsewhere. They thought, we will give Key Boom the third base job, and then we'll spend money elsewhere, and hopefully everything will work out. Now, they don't need Key Boom to be great. They need him to be average. They don't need him to be Rendon, they just need him to be good enough to play third base at the major league level, and so far he hasn't shown he can do that. Now no. last year, they had a somewhat viable, albeit not great, backup plan. They had Howie Kendrick, they had Starlin Castro, they had Astrudel Cabrera to play second and third base. You know, between the three of them, uh, and you know it's not. A great backup plan, but backup it, plan. It was had a plan? better. It's it's it wasn't a good backup plan. The, the alternative was actually signing a real third baseman. They didn't do that,
1: but mm. I get was, why they didn't do that because you don't want to you know block Keyboom if you really do think Keyboom could be that guy. It's not an issue blocking Keeboom. I mean, if, if you think about it this way, Keeboom is a
0: shortstop coming up. You can find a spot for him, whether it's short, whether it's second, whether it's third. It's not an issue of blocking Kibu. It was an issue of not wanting to spend $25 million on a third baseman, on a Josh Donaldson, preferring to allocate those resources elsewhere. It was more inexcusable last year when they were coming off a world series championship than this year when they were coming off of a pandemic. Uh, uh, and,
1: also and, they they actually, and also this year, they weren't like the greatest free agent market you know, for third baseman. Oh, I mean, there was in terms of the top tier market not true at all there were a lot of options there's I mean in terms of the top tier market I mean it wasn't the same as it was in 2019 with Rendon and Donaldson you had Josh Justin Turner you could have them. had you could have had Chris Bryant for essentially just salary that's I, just
0: it's not as good but it's there were lots of
1: viable options out there. They could have. Yeah, a tenant, I'm saying I, I said in the free. First of all, first of all, before you get mad at me, I said I'm not the free mad agent at you. Market. You're like, no, that's not true. I said the free agent market. So no, well, Chris Bryant wasn't a there free were agent. Lots of Second of all, I I know there are options, but I was saying in the free agent market. Um, okay. I was saying there weren't the top tier options in the free agent market. Second of all, with Chris Bryant, you don't know. I mean, you have a feeling with their trade history what they were asking for. You know that what they got for Darvish is that they were probably asking for just salary. But we don't know for certain. I mean, we don't know what the Cubs were asking for. And I think, you know, Chris Bryant, if he was available this offseason, will be available at the deadline if the Cubs aren't contending. And I think what the Nats were doing, we're hedging their bets to see if Keepham could be that guy. And maybe they'd be like, okay, let's see at the deadline if we could get a guy. I don't know if they will get a guy at the deadline. You know, if the Reds are out of contention, maybe Suarez is available. They're already moving Suarez to short. This year, I mean, they don't really have a place for him in their own infield. Um, Maybe Suarez, the Reds will put Suarez available. Maybe the Cubs will put Bryant available. There's a lot of, there will be guys available at the deadline who the Nats could get. That was
0: actually not my preferred solution this year. My preferred solution was not get. You know, if you're willing to spend 220 million dollars, just go get Bryant. There's no reason to wait on Kibo, because you know. The odds that Keyboom is better than Bryant are very low, and if money's no object, just get Kibum or just get Bryant. But if you're not willing to do that, and if you're still operating under budget constraints, there were a lot of utility players, utility infielders around who would have been better options than
1: Josh Harrison. There were yeah, definitely. I mean, there's uh, still better options out there probably than Josh Harrison. Yeah. You know, Jake Lamb signed today, but you get Todd Frazier. Todd Frazier is now
0: re-signed with the Pirates on a minor league deal. Ah,
1: well, I missed that today. So he's not available anymore.
0: No, but he would have been available. Obviously, so Jake... no other team wanted him. Yeah. Uh, And but... Lamb
1: also. Yeah, Lamb signed with the White Sox today. Yes, I know. But there's still some other guys out there who you could get, still get. Who? Uh, Dee Strange. Um, Gordon is a free agent. Um, Hansel Alberto is a free agent.
0: Uh, Yomer Sanchez. There are a lot of options out there. And a guy like Sanchez wouldn't be a replacement for Harrison. He'd be a replacement for Hernan Perez.
1: I mean, that's not really, I don't think that really changes anything from Perez to Sanchez.
0: Sanchez is a solid player. Sanchez is sort of the best case scenario for Perez, is what Yulmer Sanchez generally provides. He plays a lot of positions, plays extremely good defense at all of them, Uh, The other thing – and the thing that Perez does that Sanchez doesn't do, Perez plays a lot more outfield. Mm -hmm. Uh, But neither of them play center field. So I don't know what's going on with that. The Nats are only really carrying –
1: Stevenson could play center.
0: No, but the Nats made a big deal about saying if they were going to carry another outfielder, they were going to make sure that it was someone who could play all three positions. Either way – Haggling with the 26th man on the roster is not that big of a deal. The point is that the Nats put their eggs into the carter Keenboom boom basket, didn't really have an effective backup plan on the roster, and now uh, the situation is not great. The Nats yeah. have bottom five starting options of all 30 teams of both second and third and it's not it's not ideal obviously listen Castro is a four-time all-star Harrison is a two-time all-star Harrison played very well in limited time last year for whatever 2020 is worth Castro looked great in the second half of 2019 played well in 2020 before he broke his wrist on that dive uh They could surprise. They're they're not nothing. But it's not a good plan for a team that's looking
1: to contend. It it leaves you in a situation where you're just hoping for a lot of things to break right. Uh, I mean, especially looking in this division, and we'll talk more about the division later. um, It's a tough division. I mean, we've known that for a while. I think the Nats knew that. And they have, I mean, for all intents besides third base, I still believe the Nationals had a good offseason. But when you contend, when you bring third base into the situation, and if the Nationals truly thought that Carter-Keeboom, there was a situa- a plan that Carter-Keeboom would be sent down and not make the team out of, out of the spring, then they failed this offseason. If they actually thought this was an option. Because there was, as you said, I mean, I, I was saying there wasn't many top-tier free agent options, but there were plenty of, plenty of options. Even two weeks ago, they could have gotten Mike Alfranco, who was good last year. I mean, he he would have been if you knew 2 weeks ago that Keyboom you saw what happened with Keyboom, you know i guess he still didn't do anything in the last 2 weeks but you had if you had a feeling that Keyboom wasn't going to be your guy you had to do something if you had an inkling of a thought that if Keyboom had a bad spring he wasn't going to be your starting opening day third baseman you had to make a backup plan and that just didn't no and i mean we talked about this at the outset when they spent the money on Brad Hand
0: i said that I would preferred to see them spend it on a guy like Jerks and Profark or Tommy Listella. Someone I mean, obviously those guys got multi year deals, hand only got the one year. Uh but they had this foreseeable situation at third base. Like I, I don't think anyone can tell you that like in all honesty, that they were blindsided by what Keyboom did this spring training. Because we're it's exactly, talking about it
1: we were talking about it all spring. This is like, you know,
0: we knew about it. I mean, and I think the hand signing looks a lot more defensible in the sense that the bullpen looks more shaky than I'd hoped it would. Obviously, Hand didn't have a great spring
1: training, so maybe he's part of that. Uh, but I mean, he, I mean it's spring training for relievers is very hard to tell. I mean, it's... he looked really good his last time out, apparently. I didn't get to watch. But, you know, it's hard to tell because – you know, you're finding your stuff.
0: Yeah, and it's just, you know, they call relievers adrenaline junkies, and there is no adrenaline to be found in spring training. Limited so, capacity spring training. Right. I mean, the reason, the real reasons for concern around the national bullpen aren't really with the players that are still there, so much as you know, they're down Jeffress, they're down. Will Harris, for now, the news on Harris's injury seems pretty good, but who knows how it will look when he comes back. That's a question mark. Uh, and so the Nats are carrying because of uh, – so Eric Fetty was supposed to have a fourth option year. That option year went goodbye because of an arbiter's decision. The arbiter made the correct decision, by the way, if you want to get in on the nitty-gritty of that. Uh, if someone is eligible for a fourth option – if they spend ni- less than 90 days on a big league roster, uh, and Fetty did last year, but that's because the whole season was less than 90 days. So Fetty clearly deserved that. For, that uh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so the Nats are carrying both Voth and Fetty, and they're carrying an eight-man bullpen. It's a thin bullpen. It's a lot thinner than we hoped it would be. Uh, it's going to be more reliant on Wander Suero, Look good this spring training, but you know, then we hoped it
1: would be. So can you, can you check real quick in the bullpen, see if he's warming up?
0: Oh, he's always warming up. Yeah, he lives in the bullpen. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure. You know, like they they say that one Soto uh, has an apartment around here. Wander Suero has. Uh, he just lives in one of the porta johns in the
1: bullpen. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, anyway, always warming.
1: Always warming, Wander Suero. But yeah, I mean, the bullpen's going to be a question, so the hand signing makes sense. But they, I feel like, you know, we, one of those guys who got a three-year 20-something deal, you know, there were still options besides those guys that still would have been better options for the Nets. Like, you could have had your cake and eaten it, too, with, you know, signing hand and then also signing a guy like, Franco for a one year two mil or something like that. Well so they his... gave
0: they gave Jeffress, you know, it was supposed to be a two point two five million dollar contract. So they had two and a, two point two five million dollars left in the budget and then they didn't reallocate it. So mm. I don't know what happened to that. Like
1: there was I don't know how about that either money left over. Yep. But... but yeah, so I think that's wraps up our talk from the last week. I mean yeah. we're I think we're ready for opening day and so with that I think we'll look towards the future. I think uh,
0: one other thing to say is that the Nats managed to get through spring training without any serious injuries to their pitching staff, their starting yep. pitching staff. Like, Strasburg is still kind of a question mark. We don't know where his velocity is going to be in the season. Uh, spring training velocity readouts are notoriously unreliable. Scherzer looks great. Lester looks like he's worked his way back. Corbin and Ross both look good. Uh, yep. you know, if the Nats
1: are going to go anywhere this season, it's going to be because of the rotation and through spring – no worries. Yep, that's good. So, yeah, so let's go, let's talk about the Nats this season. So, to you, what do you think is the Nats, what has to happen for the Nats to boom? What happens? What do you think is the average, what do you think is the most likely scenario, and then what happens if they bust? Okay,
0: great. Uh, I mean, like I was saying, uh, it's all going to come down to the rotation, health and uh, effectiveness. You know, if Strasburg is the X factor. I think everyone in baseball would tell you that. If Steven Strasburg is 2019 Steven Strasburg, then that's have a fighting shot. If he's not, they're not going anywhere. Not in this division. Uh, you know, Beyond that, obviously, if Bell looks anything like the player he was in spring training, if Schwarber hits uh, like, he did
1: in spring training.
0: like he did in spring training, if Robles hits like he did in spring training, those are all going to be bonuses if Soto hits like Juan Soto, which I'm, you know, 95% confident that he will, uh, you know, the team's plan right now is pitching and enough offense. Um, it could work. Uh, I think, you know, best case scenario, all those guys hit, um, the pitching staff looks like 2019 form, uh, but with a better bullpen and they win 95 games and they're very competitive in the division. I wouldn't even say in the best case scenario that that's a guaranteed win because obviously you can't control what happens with the other teams, And there are a lot of really good teams.
1: Although well, I will say the Mets are looking like they're back on their Mets bullshit again. Yeah, It's always fun. I would hold off for a couple of days before. No, I think, show. I think, I think Lindor will get signed. I think that will happen. I think they're close enough in negotiations But the fact that Steve Cohen's just doing his bullshit on Twitter is just hilarious. How do dumb
0: people get this rich? I don't understand. Like, this is the worst negotiation tactic. What is he trying to do here? Just be a troll. But yeah, so in the best-case scenario, those guys hit. In the medium-case scenario, uh, Scherzer looks 36, but, you know, he's still effective, still Yari under four, but he's not ace material. Strasburg takes a step back, but it still managed, you know, manages to take the ball 25, 26 times. Uh, The, you know, only one of the two new acquisitions hits Robles doesn't take a big step forward. He's just 2019 Robles. Kibu never hits Um, and the team wins 85 games. And then, the thing I've been saying on this podcast uh, for the last couple of months is there is a chance that the bottom falls out with this team because it's based on old pitching, old and injured pitching, because they took a lot of flyers and a lot of guys who had down 2020s and you know good 2019s. Uh, there's a chance that things go very
1: bad. Uh, and so what's that, the floor? What do you think the the worst record that they could end up with is?
0: So I mean, they're still talented enough that I don't think they're gonna like lose a hundred games or anything like that. Uh, but I would say worst case scenario is you know whatever record they had last year, twenty six and thirty four, extrapolated over a uh, hundred sixty two games, which would be according to my handy dandy calculator. That would be 71s. 71, 70, so 70, wins, 70 and
1: 92. 70 and 92 is the worst case scenario for this team. Yeah, I think that I, I wouldn't know if I put them that low. Um, I mean, I think that team last year with a, a little bit more time would have been probably a 500 team. Um, you know, they they, they were starting to write the ship the last couple of weeks, and you know, I, mean, I don't know if this is a true thing, well, but every season that David Martinez has managed, they've come out of the gates slow. So. I don't know uh, if that'll happen again this year. Um, I don't know.
0: You, you got to remember that the the 2020 team, you know, for whatever it's worth, like the reason that they started coming on strong was just a bunch of weird fluke stuff, like Andrew Stevenson, great performance, Yadiel Hernandez, it's a walk off homer, like not this, things were. Yeah. The biggest problem with that team was that Eric Fetty, with his five. Uh, strikeout rate, five per nine strikeout rate and four per nine walk rate was the team's second or third best starter. Mm-hmm. If that happens again, the team's not yeah. going to win more than seventy
1: games. No, that's that's probably right. But you know, you are getting Joe Ross back, so you have a little bit more rotation depth. You have your guys, your young guys, your young pitching, um, who is close. I think it sounds like they're close with. Um, or closer. So if you need a guy, you have uh, Cavalli or uh, other guy, Rutledge. Big Boy Rutledge. Neither. If of you really... won't, you won't see either of them this year. Unless I think you'll see. I think you'll see. I September. I think you'll see one of the two of them this year. I don't think either of them are going to make a start.
0: Yeah.
1: so. So you have those. I mean, you have those options. I think. I mean, I, I, I think the floor is like 75 wins, not too much different than yours. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't see them winning more than 95 games, though. I mean, they could if they if if a lot of things break, right? I mean, not even in when they win the World Series. I mean, it's a really good division. It's a really like good division. Winning 95 games is going to
0: be damn near impossible. Like, they can yeah. do it if everything goes right and a couple of things go wrong for the Mets and a couple of things go wrong for the Phillies and a couple things go wrong for the Braves, but, like, that's a 90 to 95 percentile outcome.
1: Mm -hmm. So you said Steven Strasburg's biggest X-factor for the Nats. I'm assuming that's from pitching standpoint. I'm going to say the biggest X-factor for the Nats on the offensive standpoint is Victor Robles. I think that guy, if he hits the Nationals, will be much better off, obviously, than if he doesn't, but he can be the glue guy for this lineup. I think it seems like all things pointing towards... I know he batted ninth yesterday. I'm almost certain he's going to be leading off opening day with Robles, Tur- Soto, Turner. And if you have Robles who can hit, I mean, that gets clear, starts the basis for Soto, A. B, it allows you to move Turner to the 3-hole and not feel forced to start Turner at, at, at the leadoff spot. And it just deepens your lineup a lot. Being able to put Robles a, lot, uh, a good Robles up to that 1-hole. That and I think, you know... If your leadoff hitter is able to get on base, you know the biggest thing from last year to this year, especially in spring, it's spring. I know, but Robles last year was not hitting the ball hard. Uh, He that was missing from his from him last year. This year in spring, just from watching his highlights and seeing the reports, he's hitting the ball hard. He's hitting the ball a lot harder, which is a very promising sign coming from Robles. Um, So that's that. I so if Robles can hit, I think the offense will go with Robles. I mean, obviously, we will go with Soto because he's the anchor of the team. But I think if Robles is hitting, then that's a good sign for the Nats.
0: One of the interesting things about Victor Robles is that even in 2019, uh, when he was decent offensively, good enough offensively at least, to you know, be accompanied by his great glove to a three-win uh, season, his exit velocity was in like the bottom 10 percentile of all major league hitters. Uh, I mean, I'm not an expert on what that means, but he wasn't hitting the ball particularly hard. Um, so obviously, you know, it's possible that, that he just didn't have it with his mechanics because, you know, he does look like a strong guy. But, you know, I don't know what his offensive ceiling is. I don't know that he has... And, you know, he hit 19 homers that year, so I can't say he doesn't have 20 homer pop. Uh, although mm-hmm. that was, like, the Super Bowl year. Uh, and who knows what the ball's going to look like this year. But uh, he might be more of a gap power type guy. I mean, he doesn't walk a lot. He gets hit by pitches a lot. Like, he's he's got sort of a, an interesting offensive profile. You know, the, the best comp has obviously been Starling Marte. Uh, yeah. So it's a question of whether or not he's, you know, if he's 2014-15 Starling Marte, that's pretty great. Uh, if he's a different Starling Marte, you know, a more recent vintage, that's less great. Uh, I, I can still yeah. see him being an all-star caliber starting center fielder, but uh, it's going to be mostly on the strength of his
1: glove. And Yep. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and his glove took a step back last year, but I think that was a little bit with the gain, weight gain. And it seems like he lost the weight. And so hopefully he got that step back with it defensively. Yep. So I think that wraps up our Nats preview. Um, yeah, I think kind we hit all of our bases. I think we hit all of our bases. So let's move on to our general baseball preview. Let's start with the NL East.
0: That should uh, be a good
1: place to start. So we let's go through order. Let's go five, four, three, two, one of your order of who will finish where. In the NL East. So number five, who do you have? Marlins. Yeah, it's uh, pretty obvious. Marlins. Yeah. I, yeah, I also have the Marlins at number five. Um, good team. I mean, they're on the out- come up. They definitely are. They've got a lot of talent. Uh, but I mean, they're the Marlins. Uh, they'll be a better yeah. team they haven't in years past. Made the playoffs last year because of COVID. Um, they've I got mean, they've got more pitching
0: than they have in a long time. I like Alcantara. I like Pablo Lopez. Uh, obviously, everyone likes though. They just—they have too many holes in the lineup. Uh, their biggest offseason acquisition was Adam Duvall. Like, sure, they went thirty-one and twenty-nine in sixty games. I like them.
1: They're—I—they're they're fun, they're fun teams.
0: They're the best, worst team in the division, but they're the worst team in this division. Yeah, by yeah, a definitely. clear margin.
1: Definitely. I mean. I, not that they I mean I don't know if they really needed, should have gone all in on an offseason acquisition right now I mean maybe next year when there's five shortstops who to are top tier maybe that's when they go get their guy if but it's the Marlins so they probably won't that would make a lot more sense for them to sign like a like an anchor guy like a Correa type next offseason
0: well they got their big uh, TV deal I mean it, it wasn't gigantic but it was a more than doubling of their TV revenue so they can't claim to be high as poor. impoverished as they used to be.
1: Yep, but well, they still can, and just you watch. So, yeah, so that's the five. Four, who do you have here? Oh, it's going to pain me to say it, but I think I'm going to take the Nats. Yeah?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously like the Nats rotation. Um, I think, like I said, they have a high ceiling. There's just so many things that have to go right for them to hit that ceiling. And they all could. They're all plausible individually. But there's a lot of ifs. And I just, this division's so talented. I could see the Nets, you know, beating up on the out of division uh, and, and still finishing over 500 and still finishing fourth. Um, they just, yeah. I mean, the infield situation's not great. Uh, that defense isn't great and the pitching is unreliable.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say the Phillies finishing fourth. Even though I, I'm expecting a big year from Bryce, I think Bryce will. Or, I mean, I think this is the year Bryce Harper, you know, proves himself in Philly. I still, I mean, they have Adam Hasley in center. It's not great. They're back into the rotation still. I mean, after Wheeler, you got Eflin, Matt Moore, Chase Anderson. I mean that's really nothing there. Uh, the bullpen is, I mean it can't be any worse than it was last year. They did get uh, Archie Bradley, but that bullpen still isn't great. I mean it'll be better than it has to be better than it was last year. It has to be. But I I, I just don't know with the Phillies. I I mean they have a fine lineup, especially if Bryce Harper hits the way they think he will this year. But I just don't think they have enough to to. Put together this year?
0: No. Well, my third choice is the Phillies. Um, And yeah, I mean, the bullpen is marginally better than it was last year. Their biggest ads are two guys that got pretty summarily cut from the other teams that they were on for possible salary dump reasons in Kinsler and Archie Bradley Jr. But these aren't, you know, the world's greatest pitchers or anything better than what they had uh, and Jose Alvarado they also got who walks close to six and uh, per nine you know not a very reliable pitcher um, mm. it's I mean their lineup is good they're a good team on paper the back end of their bullpen or the back end of the rotation is not great but it's not like I mean it gave a I don't know. It's like I like their front three. I like Eflin. Um,
1: I'm not big on Eflin.
0: But yeah, I just the two other teams in the this division are I, the Phillies don't make a lot of sense on paper as having struggled last year. They hit a ton. Their starting pitching was very good. Uh, it, it was just their bullpen, really, and I mean that doesn't really sink a team like it did last year all that often.
1: Um, yeah.
0: So I just – I don't see – because it's just such a small sample size and they have some names in their bullpen. I just don't see it hurting them like it did last
1: year. Yeah. I mean, it won't be as bad, but right. I'm still not high on their bullpen. Um, so you with the third play? pick, three, I think it's going to be the Nats. I am tempted to say the Metropolitans because uh, I don't believe in their – I mean, their bullpen's already taken a hit, and I think they'll take another one. I mean, they're, they're I mean, they're not bullpen, I mean, their rotation. I mean, their rotation is propped up by two players who have major injury histories um, with Tyon Walker and Carlos Carrasco, who are already out for like a month or two. Um, Stroman, who didn't pitch last year, but I still think they'll be better than the Nats will be with that lineup. I mean, that lineup is just very good. Um, so, yeah, the Nats I think will finish third, maybe get the wild card spot, probably not. Because the Padres exist, so I think it'll be close, but I think I'm putting the Nats third, which takes me to my second team. And since I already started talking about them, I'll keep talking about them. The Mets. Uh, I love their lineup. I think it's you know almost seven, eight deep. Um, it's a good lineup. It's a very good lineup. Rotation scares me. After Degrom, Stroman, I, I I still like Stroman, but after that, a lot of a lot of question marks. A lot of ups, things up in the air. Tyron Walker looked good last year. He had a 2.70 R.A., but I he with his injury history, I wouldn't. He's not a guy I could count on. And then after and Carrasco's already out with an injury. You know how many innings are you gonna get with that? Syndergaard's out through July at the earliest. So the rotation not very good, not very deep. Um, bullpen is fine. Uh, they got Trevor May. They got Aaron Loop. Uh, that's those guys are good. Um, Seth Lugo's goes out for a while though um, So that's a big hit to their bullpen I, I think those will be good enough I think the lineup will carry them far enough To be the second best team in the, in the division
0: I think you're Seriously Underestimating the Mets rotation uh, And I have them second as well But I think That Between DeGrom Who is the best pitcher in baseball Cinder will be back in July Um, Carrasco will pitch at some point. I mean, it's only a hamstring strain. Uh, I mean, this team is deep with their lineup. What I think they did really well that they haven't done in years past. They made a ton of depth moves. The Joey Lucchese move, the, uh, the Kevin Pillar move, the Jonathan VR move, uh, you know you can quibble with the Pilar Almora Jr. right right uh, outfield platoon thing because their outfield is not great Conforto aside, but I, mean, I like uh, Dom Smith. I think Dom Smith is he can hit. Yeah, but can he play left field enough to? Yeah, I mean it's just uh, I mean yeah. and their their bullpen they added Trevor May. Uh, it's you know it has the potential to be a good bullpen. Uh. The you know, Fangraph, zips has them um, as their fourth best as the fourth best starting rotation and the top five bullpen as well. Obviously, you know Edwin Diaz was great last year and then great two years before that in twenty eighteen. So it's possible that twenty nineteen is just a blip. Uh familia that looks like a mistake. But, you know, there's a lot of talent on this team. Uh Obviously, they're the Mets, and they have a tendency to get in their own way. Uh, but one of their big problems has been a lack of depth, and I think they did a really good job addressing that. So I'm high on the Mets, but I'm still taking them second.
1: And then first, we both have the Atlanta Braves. Yep. That team, I mean, they're running pretty much running back the same team as last year. Uh, very good team last year. They had the reigning MVP and Freddie Freeman. Uh, rotation they added charlie morton who i'm a little bullish on morton um he had some signs of waning last year with his walk rate shooting up i uh, know short sample size but uh you know he is how old is he now 37 38
0: yeah he's 37 yeah. his fastball was down a little bit yeah. but uh you know it was still plenty fast uh They've got Soroka. They've got Ian Anderson, who I think is going to make a huge jump and be really terrific this year. I I'm was really impressed by him uh, yeah, was in still... the short season and the playoffs. They've got Drew uh, Smiley. Their, bu- their bullpen is good. Yeah, I don't know why they gave $11 million to Drew Smiley. Uh, but it won't really matter if he's their fifth starter. Um, mm-hmm. I think you know they've got Fangraphs, and I'm using Zips a lot because it has the the best uh, formatting, not because it's the best uh, projection system, uh, but Zips has them projected as having the best first and second base situations in baseball between Freeman and Albies. Zips uh, is also weirdly down on James McCann. Uh, I don't really understand that either. But um, and they've got they've got the top five outfield with Ozuna and Acuna. Uh, and then Christian Pash will catch everything Ozuna doesn't. Uh, yeah. Obviously, no one knows if he's going to hit the big league level or not. It's a lineup that has some holes. Uh, they didn't address third base. They chose to, you know, re-sign Ozuna instead, which doesn't seem like the worst strategy out there. No,
1: it's it certainly is a good, not a terrible option.
0: No. Um. And they're they're starting to really graduate their prospects to the point where they like don't have as much near-term health of their injuries as they have the last couple of years. This team's won the division the last three years. Uh, they return a team that's just as good on paper as the team that went within one game of winning the World Series or going to the World Series last
1: year. Three times, yeah.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I, I just, not to sound like FP Sant'Angelo, but I think you choose them until they get knocked off their perch.
1: Yep, I agree with that. So let's move on to the Central. We'll be a little quicker now because this is not our division anymore. Right. So we got five. I think we agree on the five. The we don't need to Pirates. talk about The only thing you need to know yeah. about the Pirates is that
0: they yeah. have, they're considered to have the worst first base right field situation, uh, bottom five starting rotation, bottom five bullpen, bottom five left field, center field, shortstop. Basically the only thing worth watching on the Pirates is going to be Cabrian Hayes. And he's going to yeah. be really worth watching. He's going to be really fun. But uh, beyond that, uh, and David yeah. Bednar, who is a friend of my roommate's. But huh. beyond that, uh, yeah, I don't see why you would watch a single pirate Pirates game
1: this year unless someone paid you to. All right, so that's the Pirates. Then the fourth-ranked team. I am choosing the Chicago Cubs. I think they the rotation got a lot worse this year. Uh, I mean I think bias will. Uh, I think you know Bryant will bounce back this year though. I just I, I just don't think they're that good of a team. I don't think past Hendricks, you know, that rotation's that good. Rotation sucks. the it's rotation's terrible. awful. Yeah, I it's... mean Alec Mills is what, the three starter? No, Mills, Jake...
0: So Jake Arietta is their two starter. Jesus Christ. Modern day Jake Arietta. Then their five starter is someone named Advert Alzale, who I
1: I thought he was an outfielder.
0: Thought that name before. No, you're thinking of Albert Almora,
1: who's now on the Mets.
0: Who's now on the Mets and is yeah. not Albert Uh I mean, I would say that they still probably have the best lineup in the central or in the in central division.
1: It's I a really
0: bad division. It is. They've still got Bryant, Baez, Jock Peterson's pretty good. Ian Happ's pretty good. Anthony Rizzo, Willy Contreras. I mean, I know yeah. that the Cardinals have the core of you know. Arenado and Goldschmidt, but they don't have much else unless Dylan Carlson hits. uh, And I guess Paul DeYoung. But it's not like, I don't know. Whoever wins this division is going to be a very flawed team. Yes. uh, And probably wouldn't win any other division in baseball.
1: Yeah. But yeah, so I have the Cubs being the four seed this year. I just, I mean, I think that rotation is going to sink them so far. I've go yeah. uh, got the Reds. Yeah. I have the Reds fishing third.
0: That's fair. Uh, I mean, not much to talk about with the Reds. they Their yeah. uh, starting pitching got worse. They lost Trevor Bauer. Sonny uh, Gray is on the DL, or the IL. He's got a back injury. Uh, Michael Lorenzen is there as well. Those were, Both those guys are supposed to be in the rotation. They're not right now. Uh, so it's sort of... Uh, Regurgitated prospect theater in the back of the rotation is Jeff Hoffman and Jose de Leon. Hey, Names you may have heard of. I Umea know Jeff Thirag. Hoffman.
1: He was on the uh, Rockies.
0: Yes, he was. He was traded in the uh, Tulitsky trade.
1: He was. And Jose
0: de Leon was traded in
1: the. He was from the Rays, right? No. Nah, from the Dodgers initially. He was traded, yeah, he was traded. In the Rich Hill
0: trade? Uh,
1: it's not, no, I think it was something bigger than that because I remember. That trade. I don't think I would remember the Rich Hill trade.
0: Frankie Montas uh, was in the Rich Hill trade.
1: Yeah. Okay, we're spending
0: way too much time on Jose.
1: Logan Tevilla. Forsythe, that was it. The Logan exciting.
0: Forsythe trade, very exciting.
1: Very okay. exciting.
0: So obviously, if Nick Senzel picks up forward, they might have some offense there. They've still got a Eugenio Suarez, who's you know good, but playing shortstop now for some weird reason. Uh, I don't know. Um, they were a I mean, team I... that, with a little investment, could have won this division because it sucks. Uh, but instead, they traded away Jose Igles- or Reis- or Reis- or Iglesias and didn't re-sign. Well, actually, they didn't Bauer. re-sign Jose Iglesias two years ago. Uh, I think maybe too much to expect them to compete with the Dodgers for Bauer. But like, yeah, they could have made some smaller moves, and they made no moves at all.
1: Yep. So, I mean, they'll finish 3-4. It's not going to matter. number And then who do you have, 3?
0: Oh, I had uh, the Cubs, 3.
1: Cubs, 3. There we go. Okay. 2, okay. Brewers. I think we both probably had the Brewers at 2.
0: I don't know. I actually no? might have the Cardinals at 2. I,
1: I just, I mean, yeah. Well, so with me with the Brewers, I mean, Woodruff I like a lot. Um, Corbin Burns is supposed to start this year. I don't know too much about how he'll do. I mean, I, I it was high on him a couple of years ago. I haven't really seen much from him. Um, I don't know. I think, you know, getting Yelich back, he'll be good again. I'm just not sold on their rotation. I'm not sold on, I mean, Adrian Hauser's their three-starter. Brett Anderson's their four-starter. I mean, that's not very good. And then you got, like, a bunch of Travis Shaw, you know, who is a non-froster invite, uh, is your five-hitter. You know, the lineup not, is
0: not great, but it's
1: and got, the rotation's not great. The bullpen's so, very good.
0: They've done some interesting things. They're going heavy on defense. Very heavy. Yeah. I mean that that uh, outfield is going to be terrific.
1: And that That's infield. I mean, you got
0: Cain and Bradley,
1: and you got Colton Wong uh, at second now. You got RCL who can't hit but can play defense.
0: Yeah, but he's not even their starting shortstop. Who is? Uh, it's Luis Ura, Urias, the guy they got in the Christian trade. Ah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, let's talk about the Cardinals, too, because we have them one and two. Uh, the rotation is probably going to be good. Obviously, you're, you're still relying on Adam Wainwright, who's 38, but mm-hmm. he looks good. I don't know. Uh, he seems to have figured out how to pitch with a slightly diminished fastball. Uh, they're putting Carlos Martinez back in the rotation for uh, – 162 game season. Who knows how he'll uh, hold up? The offense is not that good outside of Goldschmidt and Arenado. Um, It just isn't. Like there's not much else there. The young has power, but not a lot else. Uh, Dylan Carlson might hit. He might not. It's just, you know. And obviously they'll be getting Miles Michaelis back in the rotation, which will, you know, extend it out. Their five starters is, is. John Gant and Daniel Ponce de Leon right now are their, their back end. It's a it's a top-heavy team. I mean, they could easily win the division, but frankly, any team other than the Pirates could win this division. It's yeah. not that good of a division. Uh, so I'm going to take the Brewers because I like their bullpen. It's fun. They've got Hader and Devin Williams who are fun. You know, haters possible racism accepted. Uh, I like... Their defense-first philosophy. I actually like their rotation. If they take some of the training wheels off and let Woodruff pitch 180 yeah. innings,
1: um, I mean that guy's ace stuff. I mean they let him be an ace. So does Corbin Burns
0: and Adrian Hauser is pretty good stuff too. Uh, and Brett Anderson's reliable. It, I don't know. It could hold up. It could not. There's a lot, you know, of the. They're going to be doing some things with that rotation that that a lot of people in that rotation haven't done before. But, like I said, not a great division. Anything can Uh, happen. Go Bowers.
1: All right. So then we have the West. And, I mean, the bottom of the West sucks with the Rockies, Diamondbacks, and Giants. Rockies Rockies are atrocious. I mean, they're gone. I think
0: we agree on the structure of this. I think yeah. we're both going to go Rockies,
1: Rockies, Giants. Giants. Oh, I'm going Giants, Diamondbacks, but Fair
0: enough. semantics. It, it does not matter.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you got Padres, Dodgers. I mean, this yeah. is an obvious division. This division's probably already sealed by now. Uh, I mean, I the think, Padres, by the way,
0: that the Rockies are going to be the worst team in baseball.
1: I agree with that. I put them dead last in a power ranking I did for work. Um, yeah, they're going to be awful. But... Trevor's story, I feel bad for him. I'm so sorry, Trevor.
0: I think I agree uh, with you now, by the way. I think I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks 3.
1: Yeah, I mean... They, reconsideration. It doesn't matter. But yeah, so let's just talk about the top two teams in this division.
0: Yeah. That's sure. all that
1: really matters. Yeah. I mean, the Padres. I The Padres and Dodgers. I'm going to ask you this question. How do the Padres win the division this year?
0: So... Interestingly, Fangraphs has their rotation as slightly better than the Dodgers, which I don't necessarily agree with, but I can sort of see the argument. Uh, but, I mean, they're not getting Clevenger back. Obviously, he's done for the year, but Danilo Lamette just made his spring training debut. He should be ready in a couple of weeks. Uh, and then behind that, they've got Darvish Snell. Joe Musgrove is a really good depth addition. Paddock might, you know, finally take that jump. I mean, his stuff reminds you a lot of Walker Buehler's. I mean, then they've got Tatis, uh, Manny Machado. Uh, Tatis is projected to be the best shortstop in baseball. Machado is a top five third baseman. They should hit enough. I mean, I don't think that the gap is gigantic. Like, I think it might be seven games on paper. And you can make up seven games if something weird happens. Like, uh-huh. I think I think both of these teams are 95-plus win teams. The Padres are a very, very good team. They've got, more importantly, they've got rotation depth, too. Obviously, it's untested, but it's their prospects. Uh, and I would love to see Mackenzie Gore get into the rotation around August. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, it, there is so much talent on this team. It's funny because the only hole that FanGraphs sees in the Padres lineup, and the Padres' whole team, as a matter of fact, is Eric Cosmer, yep. Eric Cosmer. Eric uh, Cosmer. Which is, is so interesting because he's the guy who sort of started all of this.
1: He's their uh, Jason Worth.
0: But they, I mean, they made great moves to augment that bullpen. They signed Mark Melanson, like, to a $3 million deal. Uh, I like the ha Kim move. I think he's another guy between him and Profar. Those guys can, you know, play anywhere, cover the infield. Profar can play the outfield. They've got a lot of depth. They're really talented. They're really fun. I think... I would have them as, like, a 96-win team and the Dodgers and a 103-win team.
1: But, you know,
0: I think they both won 100. Them.
1: This is my bold prediction. I think they both won 100 games. With that division, they have plenty of room to beat up on teams and get up both 100 wins. They do get to play the Rockies 19 times. And the Diamondbacks and the Giants.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Uh, yeah.
1: So, I assume Dodgers won, Padres two. Yeah. Let's move on to the AL now. Or do you want to go over your playoff picks, so who your wildcard teams are? I'm assuming it's going to be Padres, Mets. Dodgers,
0: Padres. uh, Okay, Dodgers, Padres.
1: Brewers. Yeah, Braves, Mets. Mets. Yep. Gotcha. All right, now let's go on to the AL. Uh, AL East. Uh, I think this is – I mean, you got the bottom tier. You got the O's. The bottom, obviously. I mean, the Uh, O's will perpetually be bad for a long time. Matt Harvey, two starter. Hell yeah. Awful. Oh, suck. Then we go to the fourth team. I mean, I think we both can pick the Red Sox here. You know, there's more talent than you would think on the Red Sox. I know. I was talking about this earlier, though. I mean, their lineup is still not bad. Rotation's awful. Rotation's putrid. Lineup's still not bad. I'm st- Well, I mean, it has some upside potential.
0: You know, if Rodriguez comes back healthy, if Evaldi is healthy, if Garrett Richards comes back healthy, it's, you know, not going to be great. But
1: I mean, I'm not to them keep... over the Rays.
0: I, I I want to. I want to as much as well, I get what the Red Sox have done, the Rays bullshit pisses me off even more. Uh, but yeah, I guess I have to go with the Red Sox and
1: Yeah, I mean that. I mean again, the lineup isn't bad. I mean, if you're a believer in Alex Verdugo. Then, then that's like you know that's not a bad lineup, but 'cause you got Bogarts, you got Martinez, you got Devers, and that's that's a core right there, those three guys. But then, uh, but then after that, I don't know. It's a it's a very you know middle packed lineup, and then it falls off quickly. So yeah, they're 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 not they're not bad in the Rays. So, but I assume that means that you have the Rays of three, and I have the Rays of three. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the Rays. I mean, they got worse after the World Series trip. Uh, who knows what Randy Rosnerina will be like in a full season? I'm a little not, you know, I'm not sold on him. Great postseason, but like, let's see him in a regular season. Uh, bullpen, my rotation got a lot, lot worse. Uh, you got Tyler Glass now is the only guy coming back from that like core part of the rotation. And then they resigned Chris. They brought Chris Archer back, who's been awful for years. Rich Hill, who is a million and a half years old. Michael Walker. He's Waka.
0: only forty one.
1: Yeah. I mean that that I mean it's not a good rotation anymore. It, it's no. they lost their strength.
0: Yeah, I mean they for all of the talk about their opener and all that stuff, the thing that got them to the World Series last
1: year was, was that they rotation.
0: had they had an incredible rotation. And they yeah. had they had Glass now, who finally you know looked like the guy who throws 100 miles an hour. Uh, you know they brought back Ryan, Yarbrough, so that's another guy. But they had Morton and they had Snell, and now Morton and Snell are gone. Uh, and, you know, they're replaced with complete flyers. And they didn't, like, this is what they always do. They make their team
1: worse intentionally. Uh, I mean, and it's just so frustrating. It's smart baseball, Jacob, okay? It's the Rays. It's smart.
0: I mean, it's one thing to try and continue to churn out relievers. They seem to be able to do that, and they all die within two years. It sucks. But they, like... It's really hard to do it with starters. And they've done it a lot. But that doesn't mean that they're going to keep doing it. Uh, and this division is not bad. Like, the Red Sox are the fourth best team in it, but they're not a bad team. No. Um, so you just you can't keep shooting yourself in the foot. That's The really frustrating thing with the Snell deal is, like, they signed into the extension. They had cost control. And instead of using the fact that they had this below-market guy to build a team around him, they use that as a selling point to extract a bigger return in a trade. It's just, it's so depressing. It is. They suck.
1: They suck. Let's go on to a more fun team, Toronto Blue Jays. I assume they're your two seed, or your two, yes. number two team. They're a fun team. I think they could, I, I see a path where they win this division. I mean, that the lineup. Where they win the division really doesn't have It has stuff to do with
0: them. them. It has, I mean, they've got a lot of questions that if they hit will, you know, lead this team to be really competitive. But I think the biggest question mark in this division is everyone in the Yankees' rotation behind Garrett Cole.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, And also their lineup's health. I mean, with the Yankees, it's always health.
0: Yeah, I mean, and they somehow figure out a way to be fine regardless. But you can't really do like their rotation has Garrett Cole in it, which is great. But then it has Jamison tie Corey Kluber. Who's thrown one inning in the last two years, uh, Domingo Herman, who's thrown no innings since, you know, he beat his wife at a party. Uh, and then, you know, George Montgomery who's more of a swingman than a real starter. Like it could work. There's no reason why it, couldn't work. Like I like the design. I don't. I don't hate what they're trying to do here, but there are a lot of question marks. And the Blue Jays, you know, they they are also relying on a lot of prospects. Uh, FanDuel really likes Danny Jenton for some reason. I don't know why.
1: But, I mean, I wouldn't really say these guys are prospects anymore. I mean, this is their third year in the league. I mean, with Pimbachet, Biggio, uh, Jansen, and fladido I mean, they're so young. Don't get me wrong. Vladido, has never hit the way that we were promised that he would hit biggio i
0: mean it's it's really hard to say like bichette is the only one who's really hit to his full potential uh to this point springer obviously probably the best signing of the offseason not just the mm-hmm. best player but like the not the best move because that has to be the getting lindor and carrasco for two halves of one prospect shortstop uh But I think that's, like, for a team in this position, the Springer move was Such a smart move.
1: And they also got Simeon, too. The
0: Simeon move was great. I actually like what they've done with the rotation. It's not, you know, great for a team that's really looking to contend now, but there are six starters in there.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at that team two years ago, their rotation was awful. And they've completely rebuilt that rotation without, you know, having to lose anything. I mean, that's... It is, it's something. I mean, they've done a much better job building a rotation than the Angels have in eight years.
0: So Ray is going to miss one start. Pearson's going to miss. He's got a groin thing. He's going to miss a couple starts. But when they get back, it's going to be Ryu, Nate Pearson, who throws a million, Robbie Ray, Ross Stripling, and either Tanner Roark or Steven Matz. Those are five and six MLB-caliber starters. Mm-hmm. It's not a great rotation, but, you know, it's workable. The the real issue, you know, they lost Kirby Yates to the Tommy John, which yeah. really stinks. Uh, I like their clothes. Jordan Romero, he he throws really hard. He's got this he's got some disappearing stuff. Um, I don't know. My heart wants to pick the blue jays because I really do see some issues with the Yankees. But they are they're just too good on paper. It has
1: yeah. to be. Yankees won, blue Jays two. All right, let's move on to the AL Central. Wonderful. Let's start with your number five team. Number I've five, got the Detroit Tigers.
0: I think I agree with you. Now they're—I mean, they've got Casey Mize, so at least one week out of, one game out of five, they'll be fun to watch.
1: Yeah. Beyond but, that, not. So yeah, much. it's not not nothing much there. Um, and then let's see the four team. Going to probably be the Royals. I want. And eh, you know what? I'm going to the Indians. The Fuck the Indians. The Indians
0: yeah I mean, look the Royals tried this off season. They uh, extended Salvi Perez. they traded for Whitmer for uh, Andrew Benintendi. No idea why he was so available. Uh, they signed Carlos Santana. Their rotation, if Brady Singer makes a step forward uh, and you know other things go right for them. It won't be the worst. Their uh, bullpen plan is make it 2015 again through Science or Magic. They have rostered bulk Greg Holland, who's going to be the closer, and Wade Davis, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're trying. The,
1: yeah, I mean they're the, trying in a the sense. The
0: Indians are like the Indians could well have won this division. It's not a great division, uh, but they, for some reason, decided to just cut bait on two of their best players. Uh, without getting much of anything in return. It makes no sense to me.
1: Yeah. So, I'm going to say the Royals, probably. Four, Indians, three. And then the top two teams could be interesting this year. I think I'm going to go Twins, two, White Sox, one. I'm going That's to go White Sox, two, Twins, one. I mean, I think it's going to be... I think one of those teams will win the wild card. One of those teams will win the division. Um, with the Twins... They still have a pretty good rotation. I mean, they lost to Rizzi, but they have Schumacher, Happ, Pineda, Barrios, Maeda. That's a pretty good. That's five guys right there. Not, not you know, Happ. You don't know how many innings you'll get from him. I mean, he's been reliable though. I was thinking Rich Hill because they used to have Rich Hill, yeah. um, and they're both old. The lineup is pretty good. Um, you still have no. I mean, that's. It's not the same lineup as it was two years ago. Uh, I mean, J. Cave and Ryan Je- Ryan Jeffers are the bottom half of the lineup. No, no, no. So no,
0: Mitch Carver is still
1: there. Yeah. But I don't think he's Ryan Jeffers
0: here. is a major prospect. Yeah. Uh, they like him a lot, so they're thinking of splitting the time together. The, the lineup is solid. It's solid, up and up and down. Obviously, you see J. Cave. J. Cave is a placeholder for whenever Alex Kirilov is ready to go. Um, and beyond that, I mean, obviously, you don't know what you're going to get. Nelson Cruz, 41 years old. Uh, but, I mean, it's it's a solid lineup. And the White Sox have holes. One that I was they just created. Yeah. Right. And uh, they were really driven last year by Jose Abreu, who's older and, you know, did something in a 60-game season that he hasn't done for a long time. Was the mm-hmm. AL MVP. Who knows if he can do that again. Um, you know, it's a it's an interesting division. I like what the White Sox have done with the rotation. I love the Lance Lynn trade. Um, yeah. And I like I like Liam Hendricks as a person. He seems like a very nice guy. Uh, and they've got a ton of hard throwers in their pen.
1: Uh, and they're starting I think, to think I think the, the White Sox I think the White Sox have the best pitching in the AL. And from top to bottom. That's probably true that's
0: probably true uh, but I mean I don't know I, I just the, the twins are solid. they are a solid team like they're not there're very few places where they're flashy but they just have solid one to nine uh, offense they've got a decent enough rotation they've got a decent enough bullpen. Uh,
1: they have such a good know? team to not win a single playoff game.
0: And the White Sox made a move that really frustrated me, which was the Eaton signing in right field. I feel like they could have done so much better than that to address the right field issue. And now as a result, you know, they've they've lost Eli Jimenez for what seems to be like the majority of the year and they don't have any you know, outfield depth and they have to start their major offensive prospect who doesn't have a position in Andrew Vaughn. They basically told him Catch whatever you can. What you can't catch, Luis will catch. So, mm-hmm. we'll see how that works. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say Twins one, White Sox two. All
1: right, And let's go to the AL West. The um, AL West. The bottom of that division, um, Rangers.
0: Yes, the Rangers are my other pick
1: for the worst team in baseball. So. And they're, gonna you think they're worse second. than the Pirates. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, at least they have Gallo. And nobody else.
0: Yeah. They, I mean, there's just nothing interesting about this team, which is great no. because we don't have to watch any game. Like, the worst part of the playoffs last year was having to watch games in Globe Life Field.
1: Awful we stadium. We
0: really have to do that this year.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, the, let's just say that the Rangers are the worst team in that division.
0: Mariners are fourth. Nothing to talk about with the Mariners.
1: Yeah, not much better.
0: I guess, you know, if we see Kalinick at any point in the season.
1: Um, Um, All right. Top three is very interesting to me this year. Yes. What do you have? I have it going Astros three, A's two, Angels one. Interesting. I am expecting big things from Shohei this year. I mean, he already has that blister, which is not a good sign. You know, it could just all snowball from him. But I, I think Shohei is going to be, um, offensively, I think he's going to be, you know, when he plays an MVP-type hitter, I think. And then if he pitches enough, I think he could compete for an MVP this year. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, no one uh, else does what he does.
1: Exactly. Let, and let I have a hard time about, seeing. Let me
0: tell you something about the Astros. So The Astros, uh, by war, are projected by Zips to be the fifth-best team in baseball, second-best offensively. Guess where they are pitching? Twenty-second. Okay. Twenty-second worst season. and they're
1: they have Granky and then who else? Lance oh, they had Oderizzi now.
0: And, and Odorizzi, although we don't know when he's gonna slot into that rotation, but I mean he'll probably be fine. Uh, so they've got three starters. They've got uh, whenever Framber Valdez comes back from that uh, broken finger. Uh, I've heard that that's supposed to be faster than that initial timeline, which was basically after the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not a good rotation. Uh, The bullpen's no good either. But But at the same time... I think that's going to hold
1: them back too far.
0: They've got Altuve, Bregman, Correa, Brantley, and Jordan Albrecht. They've got a lineup, and then beyond that, they've got Kyle Tucker, who looked good last year. They've got Miles Straw, who might hit. They've got Yuli Gurriel... It's just it's a seven deep lineup, Um, and the Angels have the most star power in the division. Obviously, they've got Rendon, they've got Trout, and they've got Shohei. But they've also got Albert Pujols starting at first base, and you know a six man rotation. By the way, that is not terrible. It's better than, than anything else they've ever rolled out with. They've got six actual major league pitchers in it. Between yeah, Bondi, Bondi Hini, Alex Cobb, Shohei, if Shohei can pitch, Griffin Canning, and then Jose Quintana, which I thought was a really smart sign. I
1: was about to say that, too. Uh,
0: and to the I guess we should probably also talk about the uh, A's, but really what's there to talk about, apart from uh, Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, and then, I guess, Jesus Luzardo, who is
1: yeah. very fun. But, yeah, so where, so where do you have this division ending up?
0: I have A's, Angels, Astros, 3-2-1. Uh, I wanted to pick the A's one, but, you know, when you look at that Astros lineup, it's just it's too good. I know they don't have the pitching. I know they don't have Verlander. I know they've you know, taken a lot of step back, steps back there, and I know that things always, like, you always hope that this is about to fall apart for them. Uh, and maybe next year it will when they lose Correa. But uh I just I don't see a team with that lineup not winning a very mediocre division.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but so, I do think that the Angels are gonna get that second wild card.
1: So that leads me right to our thing. So A L, let's see, I have my my playoff teams are the Yankees, the tw- Blue Jays, the White Sox, the Twins, and the Angels.
0: Yankees, okay. My playoff teams are... Man, this is tough. Uh, I, I've already said my division winners. Yankees, um, yeah. I've already said Yankees, Twins, Astros,
1: and There's then... Angels. My
0: wild card is going to be Blue Jays Angels.
1: Alright. I picked the Angels like three years in a row. Never works out. They always burn you.
0: They always they somehow mm-hmm. find a way to go seventy nine and eighty three.
1: Yeah. Yep. Routinely. Yeah. It's truly uh, amazing. Yeah. So let's move on uh, to our playoff picks. I mean who I mean let's just go to the World Series. Who do you have? in your World Series?
0: I mean, it's easy to say Dodgers-Yankees, so I'm just going to say
1: Dodgers-Yankees. I'm going to say, I'm going to choose, whew, the A's so weak this year. It's, it's hard to choose a team besides the Yankees that really stands that out the, to that me. That was
0: the weird thing about, so 538 released their predictions today, and they have the Dodgers as, like, favorite twice as big favorites to make the make the World Series as any other team, or to win the World Series as any other team. But to win the World Series, you have to make the World Series, and the Dodgers have a bigger threat in the Padres than the Yankees do in anyone else. In the I mean, NFL. even
1: the Braves too. Yeah. Between the Padres and the Braves, it's a bigger threat. I think those are the top best top three teams in baseball: Padres, yeah. the Braves, and the Dodgers.
0: I could I could definitely see that, and the Mets, and the I mean,
1: they're the Mets. Just, yeah, The so Nats, with, I mean...
0: Well, I mean, yeah.
1: We say we're the, than the, Yankees, Dodgers, but... the
0: Dodgers aren't going to have to play all of those teams. No. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's just... The AL is thinner than the NL this year. Uh, mm-hmm. The senior circuit rides again. Hell yeah. And I just... I don't see... Uh, you know, I, I think the Dodgers are prohibitive favorites in the NL. But I don't think that they're... Like... I would take the field over the Dodgers in the NL in a way that I might not with the Yankees.
1: Yeah, but I I'm going Yankees Padres rematch '98 baby, get Tony yeah. Gwynn back in there.
0: They gonna win a game this time?
1: No, Yankees um, win it all. In four. Yep. Would be. But a yeah, that would be a fun World Series. And then I assume you have the Dodgers winning it all.
0: Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. They're they're just such a good team. They have David Price, a guy they're paying 35 million dollars to this year. Or actually, I think the Red Sox are chipping in some. But anyway, they have David Price, 2012 NL or AL Cy Young Award winner, in their bullpen because he wasn't good enough to crack their starting rotation.
1: Yep. Wild. Wild. So let's go through awards real quick. We'll just do this quickly so that you know we're already at an hour ten. So. We'll just wrap this show up with our award predictions. Um, MVP, AL, who do you have?
0: Hmm. I'm going to say Aaron
1: Judge. I'm going to say it's going to be... I really want to say Shohei. I really want to say Shohei, so I'm going to say Shohei. Him? Do you
0: trust him to stay healthy?
1: I really want him to.
0: Okay, say Shohei then.
1: I'm going to say Shohei. Shohei is winning MVP. If he, puts okay. together, if he stays healthy, I think he'll win MVP.
0: Fair enough. And right. NL? Soto.
1: Even though I picked this year to finish fourth in the division, I'm saying Bryce Harper.
0: Fair enough. I picked the next to finish fourth, and I'm saying Soto. There I think you go. This is the year that he takes another step. And, I mean, I don't think he's going to do what he did last year and have a 490 OPS or OBP but I think he's going to put up some numbers that we haven't seen since, well, I mean, we saw them in 2015 with Harper, but since before that, since he fought.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is Harper's year. I don't know, I have a feeling that he's just going to come out of the gate motivated. I not mean, that he's not motivated, and I know that's a fucking platitude, but I just feel like this is his year to, that he finally puts it together in Philly.
0: All right, so uh, A.L. Cy Young.
1: A.L. Cy Young. I think Cole will bounce back this year. He won his first Cy Young. It's an easy pick, but I think it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, that would probably be my pick, too. They're just, you know, there's not a ton of... I mean, I could go with Leto, but I, I yeah, feel Yeah, that's like the only other
1: option I can really think of.
0: Cole. Yeah.
1: Or Bieber. We didn't even talk about Bieber.
0: I mean, 12 games doesn't a career make.
1: He's looked really good in his career so far really good but not Garrett cole good no but i mean he did win the signing last year but yeah i'm still taking cole and then the nl the ground yeah probably Degrom. he's the best pitcher in the world it's nice yes he is. it is so yeah i think we're agreement and there he's throwing
0: even harder than before
1: i know harder than before Yes.
0: do you want to do rookies of the year
1: uh, I, don't I couldn't name you any rookies, so no. I think Ian Anderson and the Braves is going to win the rookie of the year
0: as a pitcher. Uh, I mean, it's harder to do as a pitcher, but yeah. I really like
1: him. Yeah. I don't really know who's going to win in the AL. No, neither do I. Yep. Well, our show ends with us not knowing anything. That seems fitting.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I've got these beautiful charts next to
1: me, but they don't have all the answers. Nope. And I did minimal research. (laughs) Well, that's our show. Thank you for listening this long. Uh, Not all the episodes are going to be this long, just the season preview. Uh, Now the season's coming back. We'll be doing this weekly, every Sunday. Just we wanted to do this today to uh, give you guys, you know, just get close enough to the season as we can. Uh, We'll be back next Sunday with another episode. After us going to a game, we're going on Sunday. I'm coming back home. Very excited to see Nationals Park once again. Last time I was there, Joe Ross was on the mound. This time it will be Patrick Corbin. Yep.
0: Probably. Yeah, I don't know how the rotation is going to shake out. But, yeah, yeah, we're going to go get to see some baseball. So we'll let you know.
1: We'll probably talk a little bit about the protocols at the stadium. You know, do a little discussion about that. Um, so we'll we'll let you know how that goes. And we will see you guys on Sunday and there will be actual baseball being played.